From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I do want to make sure that I bring up, since it is Jeanette's start to the fall season, pumpkin spice latte season signifies her day one of autumn. It, you need to say official pumpkin spice latte season because official. it's the 20th anniversary of Starbucks having it. They actually released the third pumpkin spice latte drink, mm. but Wawa and Dunkin' Donuts did have it previously. Got of it. course, I already had the two Starbucks Reigns King. So, there you go. Okay. Official. Um, it's the official start of pumpkin spice latte season. Uh, and Jeanette did bring in pumpkin spice lattes to Stone and myself mm-hmm. out of the goodness of her cortisone. Mm-hmm. Uh, me a cold brew because I don't like things so sugary. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, it was it was, it was was good. And Stone got uh, one with extra pumpkin, a hot latte, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, as requested. How was it, Stone? It was good. It was good. good. It was a 7 out of 10. Okay. Not, Do you guys not, feel like it, it's autumn yet? I don't. Like we're ready for spooky season? We're ready to just be miserable and goth humans? No, well, because every time I walk outside, I get massive swass. And so, no, it does not feel like fall. Oh. <laughs> it does not feel like fall yet to me. But it doesn't mean I can't enjoy the greatness of pumpkin spice latte. Say that again? It doesn't mean I can't enjoy the greatness of pumpkin spice latte. My job here is done. Uh, oh, the Marlins. Stone, you want to want to tell us about the Miami Marlins? As I always do, let's knock it out of the park this season with the Miami Marlins. Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single-game tickets or invest in a Marlins membership that gets you even more. Lock in priority seating, save on food and merchandise, and access to a bunch of exclusive member events. Come out and support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promotions, giveaways all season long, not to mention the players like my boy, Jazz Chisholm, Ken's boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going Luis on over there? Arias. <laughs> I must said Sandy Alcantara. You did. He's still my guy. You did. Yeah, he's still our guy. He's just got to, when he wins games, he's our guy. But no. Why, needs- why isn't he your boy? Because my boy, I switched it to DR, Luis Arias. Despite the fact that he completely... Hey, 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 hey. Luis Arias. We want, we want to go see all of the, the Marlins at Lone Depot Park. Back on schedule. So let's get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. Uh, Ernesto in Boynton is on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Hello, Janet. Hola. All right, uh, you guys named a couple of people that I don't feel sorry for. Tyrone Woodley, he's a warrior. He knew what he was getting into. So getting knocked out was part of his job. Uh-huh. Tim Anderson, dude, you put your dupes up and you took a swing. What happened to you is what you deserve. Yeah. Just don't feel sorry for him. And that's As called for Damon Lillard, dude, you signed the contract knowing what the Portland Trailblazers was. No one fooled you. No one told you that they were going to be a perennial team they lied to him. in any way. They, they, the way the West they is. They offered him a contract. There's no way you were getting out the they West. They offered him so a contract. I, I don't know why he resigned with them knowing that he wasn't going to stay with them. So, no, I'm not sorry for Damon Litter and Miami. That's something you he, oh, he shouldn't have signed. He should have just 
kept the deal that he had on, Pretty and show. we should have could have been traded. What was it? A year ago? Did he sign this? A year ago or two years Did ago? He, I don't think he can. Two hear years us. ago. Hello. Two years. Yeah, you're right. He couldn't. He couldn't. All right. Well, that uh, that explains that. All right. I thought uh, Ernesto was just on a roll. It turns out that uh, he couldn't hear us. I didn't think he could. He just took over the show. Um, no. Well, he signed to to respond to the the. Do we even have to respond? Let's just not respond. Ernesto. Um, he was he was signed under a lie. Joe Cronin promised him one thing, and then they he. Damian Lillard signed the extension, and then the Blazers didn't do any of what Joe Cronin promised him. Didn't make a splash in free agency. Didn't make a splash at trade deadlines. Didn't go and get a veteran with their draft assets after the agreement to go ahead and tank at the end of last season and improve their draft position. Didn't do any of that. So if you are offered a contract in an extension under what is a ruse, you should then be allowed to be extremely upset and demand out after 11 years of uh, dragging that franchise to relevancy. Is that fair? Absolutely. And you throw the ownership just being absolutely abysmal on top of that. Mm-hmm. I think he has every right to be upset. I don't know. I side with uh, Ernesto in this spot. I think he had a lot of salient points. So uh, I'm with him. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Which part? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like what he had to say about Damien. I, I mean, you signed the contract, bucko. This guy is so unserious. He, he is so unserious right now. I heard was, the laugh. You heard her laugh it, through the microphone. Was, Be a little more convincing, Stone. It was well said from Ernesto. He signed the contract. You live with it. It's the fine print. Pay attention, Dan. I can't wait. I can't wait till Stone gets in a position where he signs contracts and then his employer uh, does not actually live up to their end of the deal and all of a sudden Stone's going to see uh, this could be any walk of life and all of a sudden Stone's going to be oh I saw what Damian Lillard was talking about and I'll tell my employer you'll rue this day and <laughs> I'll scare the life into him and oh. he'll delete that fine print reprint it I'll resign <laughs> oh. and we move on oh well, yeah bring like white out to the meeting yeah, yeah. whatever right, it takes white it out right in front of them pair of scissors oh, whatever yeah. I can yeah. find that, that's how that works <laughs> got it Got it, got it. Uh, I've been living life wrong. Real quick, could you uh, could you turn up the uh, phone pot real quick? We'd have to give Tina a call she here. She does more important work than us. We just need to give Tina a call. Uh, let's go ahead and call her. Again, we were apparently too loud for her, but she couldn't tell us that. She just needed to kick our door closed before the show. So I just want to make sure that our presence is felt and she understands since we're calling her from the studio, she gets that we're we're busy as uh, as well. Could have been avoided if she just spoke to us, verbalized her discontent. Um, hi there. Hi. Uh, what are you doing? I am still sitting at the kitchen counter doing some work. Oh, super busy? Super busy right now? Very busy. You know, oh, instead of hanging up on her, Ken, let's ask her why she neglected to speak to us and why she turned her back so fast. Tina, Tina, why, why, why can't we, we speak to each other like friends uh, when, uh, when we're being too loud like for one another? Yeah, like teammates. Why can't I just come in there and explain it myself, like, to your face? Because you closed the door. You closed the, you, you kicked the door stop out, and so, all right, we'll call her again in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, okay. Nice. Uh, if, we, if we could, I, I wanted to discuss this Florida Gators documentary. Now, Jeanette, you have not seen this, right? Negative. Which is fine. And this is why I asked Jeanette that, though. Because... I can accurately describe the Gators documentary and Jeanette does not need to have seen it to be able to fully follow 
my description of it and get completely caught up on the details of it. And that inherently makes it a waste of everybody's time. I was just going to say one thing I've noticed is the only people who like that Netflix series or whatever are actual Gator Gators fans. fans, correct. And there's a reason for that because it's a Gators propaganda piece. I would love to hear your recap on it. It is basically, if you didn't know who produced it, you would think Urban Meyer did. It is an Urban Meyer puff piece. He needs good PR. Yeah, and that's why this this was created, it seems like. Was it's, Aaron Hernandez mentioned in it? Not a singular time. Stop! Stone saw it. Stone, do you recall one mention of Aaron Hernandez? No, just highlights, just yep. in-game stuff. Stop! Mm-hmm. Do you oh, this is propaganda at its finest. Do you remember one mention of Percy Harvin? Uh nothing off the field for Percy. All yep. on the field highlights. Yep. You would unless it, the fact there are highlights, there are Gators highlights from the Urban Meyer era are the only way you know that the Pouncey twins played there, that Percy Harvin played there, that Aaron Hernandez played there. Other than that, it is Urban Meyer, what a coach, fawning over his ways, his championship ways. It really is the most incomplete documentary I think I've ever seen. That, perfect. I would have wasted so much of my time, what, four hours watching that thing? It's four episodes. Each of them are right around, uh, are they right around the hour mark? I don't remember. They're all 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, so a little less than four hours. I wasted so much time because one of the most interesting things about the Urban Meyer era at UF was all the uh, like outside of the field Correct. situations too, and how that Correct. was handled, and like it seemed like it was blindsided. That's the stuff I want to learn about that team. Whatever about Tim Tebow, we already have everything about him. Whatever about Urban Meyer, you failed as an NFL coach and you went out in flames, honey. We're done with you. You can't. I would have wasted. I would have been pissed. You can't tell the story of the Urban Meyer Florida Gators, the full, complete story, which this is how that was marketed, how it was branded, this Netflix documentary, the real story behind the Florida Gators, Swamp Kings. That's how it was marketed, but that's not what the final product was. So it's fine if you like ball. It's cool to relive the Gators championship era, the Urban Meyer championship era, the Tim Tebow hysteria. It's fine, but it's basically a championship DVD. It's not a documentary. It is a one-sided Urban Meyer propaganda piece. It is, and I, I, I cannot put this any more forcefully, a complete waste of all of your time. So if you have not seen the Florida Gators documentary, don't bother. Because you already know the story. Because you can't tell the Gator story without discussing the off-field stuff. Mm-hmm. With Aaron Hernandez and the Pounceys and Percy Harvin and all those things. And there's not one mention of any of that. I was wholly unimpressed. And I, I thought that the whole thing sucked. And the way that Chris Leak weirdly gets disparaged in all of this. At one point, uh, I forget who it was. They, they utter... Uh, oh, we were we knew we had something. We were just a quarterback away. And that was a direct shot at Chris Leak. Chris Leak was the starting quarterback, the first national championship that Urban Meyer won at Florida. What are they talking about? What is that? It's so wrong. The Chris Leak thing definitely got me. I think the um, immediate moment that 
we walked into the studio together that morning after both watching it, the first thing I said was, I, you know, I was too young at that time, but I thought Chris Leak was good. And, and, and I knew it was good. And, and so it kind of had me feeling some type of way. So I went and did a pie chart, not on Chris Leak. A pie chart? A pie chart here. You made for, a pie chart? I made a pie chart Can here. Can you flip over your, let me feed. I made a, well, it's just a, uh, a Oh, written, you lied. That's it, not a pie chart. It's, it's, let me a, see, what is Hold on. That it's is a, not it's, a pie yes, chart. Now he's drawing, now, now he's drawing a, a pie chart. I, it was a pie chart by design. I just didn't draw the didn't actual draw the graphic. So it, right. okay. it was like the ingredients of a pie. A pie chart is literally in a circle. A pie chart now. All I do is circle it for it to become a pie chart. All right, so what is your chart, which was not a pie chart, but is now a pie chart? (laughs) My now pie chart (laughs) is for people who haven't seen the doc yet, right? So so I think this has been my my, my one kickback, right? So it's almost been an outrage on social media, right? It's the biggest piece of crap documentary that's ever been invented in the history of It has received a lot more criticism than it has praise. It's been 98% criticism. 2% has gotten praise. Wait, wait, wait. Is that what you've noticed on the internet or is that your opinion? No, it's definitely not my opinion. It's definitely the internet. Because his opinion, I think, is he liked it. Let me hear it. I enjoyed the documentary. I I think you're a cynical person if you don't, right? We we can go on for days. I, I think if you didn't like the documentary, one, you were looking for something else, which is understandable, right? It was marketed completely incorrectly, as is everything nowadays. Mm. Come get your pumpkin spice latte for five bucks. Well, you got to buy 16 donuts for the pumpkin spice latte to be five bucks, right? It's just everything that we no, do. Your, your no, your pumpkin it, spice it latte was five true. bucks. It wasn't marked. I'm just, it was just <laughs> my... Where are the donuts then, Jeanette? <laughs> it was just <laughs> stupid my analogy. analogy. Everything is clickbait. Everything is trying to get okay. you to buy something, all of this. So so people come into this thinking they're going to get that dose of the Pouncy Bros. They didn't get that, right? They didn't get any Riley Cooper. They didn't get any Aaron Hernandez. None of that. But what you did get was great football. And as corny and as wrapped up as that sounds, like if you like watching certain season arcs of teams and and generational teams, you enjoy it. I didn't find a bad piece about it. Yeah, I was mad they were glaring omissions, but I didn't get my my panties in a wad per se about how it was marketed and, and what was left out. It was good. I've spoken to people like, hey, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I wish I would have got this guy. Yeah, that's end of discussion. But it didn't te- – a documentary for me, Jeanette, when I watch a documentary, I want to learn something. I want a, a, a story that I didn't know, something that gives me further context to the, the – the, I suppose the uniqueness of the subject, right? That's why the last dance. I said the intri- – um, the first word, that like I want to see the intricacies of that right, team. Right, And so the last dance – like the equivalent of, I'll actually make an analogy here, a proper one that Thank doesn't you. involve sixteen donuts for a pumpkin spice latte. Which you don't need to do. If yeah, you do at certain certain uh, brick and mortar locations. If, if the last dance, to? if the last dance, um, was put together like this Florida Gators documentary, then we would <laughs> have never seen any story about the rift with Isaiah Thomas. We would have never had it addressed that Michael Jordan's teammates didn't like him. We never would have Dennis Rodman would be out. Yeah, we we would never have Dennis Rodman's escapade to Vegas. Mm -hmm. We would never have any of that stuff. It would simply just be... The Bulls, what a team. Best of friends, rainbows, sunshine, donuts, pumpkin spice. That's what it would be. And so... That what makes the last dance great is that Michael Jordan, for like the first time in his life, comes off as vulnerable, gets emotional because of the criticisms that he heard from people he played against or played with. That's what makes that documentary great. The You documentary. Billy Corbin, he documents the highs, but also the lows. What made the Canes 
quote-unquote thugs. What brought down the you, Nevin Shapiro, all of that. You would have never known that Urban Meyer ran the the most the, the dirtiest program in the country from an off-the-field standpoint. I'm not claiming that. That's a fact. The amount of police run-ins and legal run-ins they had when Urban Meyer was the coach at Florida. Will Muschamp, his main priority when he was brought in was to, quote, clean it up. You would never know that from the documentary. And me as a super casual college football fan, that's the stuff, of course, the Tim Tebow area and the championships. I was in college during that era, but I vividly remember all, especially after because of the Aaron Hernandez stuff all came out and all the, the twins and whatnot, but came out after the championship era, quote unquote. That's the stuff I wanted to learn about because everything else on the field we know. And I could have read. Mm-hmm. I've, I probably have read throughout my life. But again, if they want to go outside of the UF fan base, they should have included those names that they probably that they avoided. I myself as a 24-year-old wouldn't consider myself involved in the UF fan base, still enjoyed it. And I think if you set your expectations accordingly and now you are going into this knowing that, okay, I'm not going to get much of that, but what I'm going to get is the season arc, you can enjoy this thing. It's a decent mm-hmm. little flick. But like I said... And Ken, to speak further to, you know, it's nothing you didn't know. I myself didn't know, right? So we're talking about demographics. Like, I kind of thought of Brandon Spikes as a legend. To get to know him as a person was dope. Never really understood that. Tebow mania, I think I got a different dose of Tim Tebow than everybody else got. As somebody who's younger Uh, than you guys. And it might be a generational thing, but I think my last three minutes of me talking probably taught you more than four episodes of the Florida Gators documentary. I mean, there was so much in there that you could pick up from. But so my pie, my, my pie chart, my Please. manufactured mm-hmm. pie chart here for, for people who haven't viewed the doc yet, Jeanette like yourself. I. Yeah, so it's 60% Urban Meyer. I'm going to go to... And, and not, not anything remotely negative about Urban Meyer, but fawning over Urban Meyer. I hate it already. Yeah, it started and ended with Urban really? kind of yeah. almost emotionally crying and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go 60% Urban Meyer here, <laughs> 25% Tim Tebow. Wow. And 15% the games in their season arc through those four years. That's the this thing. This is so stupid. Right, I, I'm telling you, too, if I'm going to watch a, a whitewashed Florida Gators documentary where history is just completely overlooked and their story is not told, then I better not be seeing a Florida Gators documentary that's 60% Urban Meyer and 25% Tim Tebow. You better give me 60% Tebow and 25% Urban Meyer because I'm sorry. The, the, the face of the Urban Meyer Gators was and always will be Tim Tebow. And if, if 25% was it, you said the 25% was Tim Tebow? He, they have that quote, what is it, the speech? Yeah, the, the speech after they lost to Ole Miss. Yes, yes, I remember that. That's in there. Early that's probably, in the SEC season. Yeah, uh, that's probably what, 10% of your 15% right there? Um, No, it wasn't. It was just a little tidbit in there. There's plenty of those moments. Can you imagine if they did the quarterback series like that too? We would all be sitting here pissed about that as hell, and you would have been too. I, I guess in retrospect, we're looking at Kirk Cousins having that having been a propaganda piece for Kirk Cousins. It that was. worked pretty well. And yeah. it worked on you guys. And it worked, right? It was, it was but, cool. It was interesting. But here's the thing. Um, we saw him at his lowest point on fourth and eight last year in the divisional round against the Giants. So we've already seen that context. We've already seen that context. And in a short turnaround, then we saw Kirk Cousins off the field. 
And I would think, and I think that Kirk Cousins, what we saw in the quarterback documentary off the field, is a more accurate depiction of him than anything that was conveyed about Urban Meyer in the Florida Gators documentary as a coach and as a person off the field. Take it even a step further with Marcus Mariota. Like, you kind of felt bad for all the effort that he's putting into himself and in the game on the bad times. Obviously, his career has not been good. I don't want to drop the failure word, but he acknowledged it and he talked about it. I think what we're seeing, though, too, is the difference between, like, Jeanette and I can be hypercritical. We're stone, and this is, I've told him this, and I, 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 I admire this about him is that he is very much a, hey, you know what? Like, I'm easy to please. Like, it's entertaining. It's good for me. I'll t- I, and I do not mean that disrespectfully. It, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be I able to take wish, it that way. I wish that I didn't look at everything um, c- cynically as I do, as critically as I do. I wish I could just take things on face value as entertainment because it would be a lot less stress-inducing on me, and I admire that about you, but I think we're seeing the difference. My consumption of it, and the way I conveyed to Jeanette, and the way she's consuming how I describe it to her, and the way you consumed the documentary. Yeah, 15 minutes in, I gave it the, oh, shucks, they're not going to talk about anybody on this thing. But hey, I still got comfy on the couch, and I still paid attention to every well, single look second. Look at that jump pass! Yeah, awesome stuff. Woohoo, and it's I, an awesome season. I wouldn't so, want that. Right. And, so but we're going to get to break. we got to ask Steve's coming up, but here, I'm going to do a little PR exercise with you guys. All right, we're marketing this. Untold, the Urban Meyer Gators era documentary debuting in august i mean who's tuning into that that day no one's tuning into that they can't market it around urban meyer nah. it's like it was kind of their discreet. so they they misled everybody they, uh, boom 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 well, that sucks it always sucks it's always this entire like, industry like, is listen, misleading when we come back the smartest man we know palm beach county sports hall of famer steve Politziner for ask steves i'm not misleading anybody that's literally what's happening when we come back. See, it's not hard. And you know who's going to be there? Jeanette Javier. She's the Dominican queen. She's here. Say hello, please, again, Jeanette. Hola. See, I'm not misleading anybody. I'm Ken Lavica. People know that. And I'm live. People know that on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Let me tell you about my buddy, my pal, our pal, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. I extol his virtues because he just makes lives better. Ear issues, nose problems, throat concerns, all things that are nagging, that are uncomfortable, that affect your way of life. And Dr. Neil Goldhaber has spent his entire professional life trying to make people's lives better by addressing those issues. Snoring, and I come from a family of snorers, so this resonates with me. It's not healthy for you. It's not just an old giggle fest. Hey, (laughs) yeah, I snore. It was loud. (laughs) Or, oh, my dad or my uncle, they snore. (laughs) Oh, man, it's so loud. No, 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 it's it's bad for everybody. It's not good. Stop uh, making light of it. And Dr. Neil Goldhaber can help you. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber in Boynton Beach. He is the man, and he can help you. Get yourself a consultation. If you suffer from anything ear, nose, throat-related snoring, it's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. That's Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. 
Sportsbook.com. In another edition of End the Preseason, Jerry Judy, Broncos wide receiver, carted off the field today at Broncos training camp. I hate NFL training camp. I hate the NFL preseason. Hate it. Hate it. And I'm going to, in a second, after we bring Steve in, I'm going to uh, I'm going to, uh, uh, read you a, a Mike McDaniel uh, quote. Dolphins head coach from earlier today. And I, predictably, hate it. He's very smart. Biggest brain we know. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He makes us wise just by sheer association. He's Steve Politziner. Time now for Ask Steve's. <laughs> Steve Pollitt Sr. is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Barry Jackson, Miami Herald, tweeted this morning, Regarding Tua's plan for Saturday at Jacksonville, Mike McDaniel said he's thinking, quote, more than a series, less than a half, end quote, for all the starters. No, 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 no. Get them tuned up, Mike. No. Wrap them in bubble wrap, put them in the cryogenic chamber, and we'll see you week one. By the way, you can listen to the Dolphins and Jaguars Saturday right here on your home for Dolphins football in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, ESPN 106.3. This hopefully sans Tua. Steve Politziner with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Steve, uh, do you hate the preseason as much as I do? And training camp, more specifically. Kenny, one of the most profound things you've ever said. I despise exhibition season. I don't understand how people gamble on it. That's the craziest thing. But um, I don't like it. I don't like the injuries. Think about fantasy drafts that have already happened. When you just said, I just heard listening to you, you know, deliver the Judy news. I just, it's, there's no, and with the, and now they've added the extra game. I, I, I don't need, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't watch it. I don't subscribe to it. Happened to be in New York today. Jets Giants, the annual Jets Giants exhibition game. Who cares? All right. And, and apparently Aaron Rodgers, like, this is where he's making his debut. He's making, instead of week one, a fully healthy Aaron Rodgers, you're putting him out there against the Giants in the final preseason game for the first time. I just don't understand it. So there's that. I mean, I understand it from a, the network's standpoint. I understand it from selling tickets standpoint. I don't understand it from a coaching standpoint. No. Um, in the sense of you know putting your players at risk, I agree. So, Steve, you know, in the NFL, there's no such thing as going three quarter speed. You know, it doesn't work. No, no, it, it doesn't work as it relates to injuries and rhythm. And and the, yeah, the, the potential for injuries is just so great and so hard to control. Uh, Steve, I want to ask you because uh, we've been talking about current athletes that you feel bad for, and first and foremost for me, Trey Lance came to mind. This is a guy who's played eight games in his career. He got hurt early last year, and now he's on the scrap heap. He's probably going to be traded. He's the number three quarterback behind Sam Darnold. Jeanette feels bad for Jonathan Taylor, the Colts. He plays under an insane person owner. Uh, At least now, the silver lining with all of that is that there appear to be teams interested in trading for him. Stone, who is yours 
Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, UCL. Probably going to have to have Tommy John surgery for a second time. Not pitching anymore, and he's on the doorstep of the biggest contract in the history of baseball, maybe the history of American professional sport. For you, who is a current athlete that you feel badly for? I'll give you a couple. It's a weird, it's a weird tough question. What I'm going to give you, you'll kill me, will be Aaron Judge, because I, now he signed this huge contract. The Yankees are going to be a mess. I get for it. A while. He's the face. He's the face of incompetence right now, and it's really not his fault. Well, it isn't. In fact, what he shows you is when he plays, and in baseball, you can only impact so much because there's nine batters in the lineup, right? And you're only standing in one spot in the field. But he shows you just what a difference. What a difference he makes, and he's not going to be able to overcome it. And the other thing is, is, it's not that the Yankees are like, oh, but we paid Judge, so we can't pay anybody else. They'll pay everybody else. They just made terrible choices in who they're giving that money to, and he's going to pay for it for a while. So this most prolific player, I do think the Yanks are sadly you know, heading into, let's call it a period of mediocrity at best for a while. And, and that's not great for baseball either. Uh, forget about the Yankee part, but the Judge part, because he is a, a, a legitimate superstar with a great smile and you know, seemingly plays the game in a great way. I struggle with feeling so bad be terrible. for Aaron Judge the I night the night after hitting three home runs in the same game. This guy's on a high, but I, I say that jokingly. I understand he's in a weird spot. Well, but. well, yeah, let's put aside that they all make more money than any of us right. ever make. Let's put all that part aside. You know, and I, I think that. Um, it's probably somehow this guy's fault, but Joel Embiid is now never going to win a championship. Never. And it's probably his fault some way players don't feel that he's serious enough about winning or, or enough of a leader. But for some reason, Jimmy Butler, now James Harden, mm-hmm. guys want to escape playing with this guy. I actually do feel badly to an extent for Joel Embiid, and I know that I give him a lot of crap on this show on a regular basis. That said, he cares. He legitimately cares, and he cared about winning MVP. He cares about winning, and unfortunately, he just plays for a franchise where they can't get it right in the front office. You're in the same conference as the Heat, and so uh, then you're you're coupled with a, a clown show like James Harden, and it's just problematic up and down. And Embiid got his got his his MVP, but he's not even as we saw in the finals, Jeanette, the best big man in the game. No. Uh, he was not the maybe for the regular season, but he is not the best big man in the NBA. The man who is the best big man in the NBA won the NBA championship this year uh, in, in, in Jokic. So uh, the, the, the fact that, that Joel Embiid did not come up, I'm surprised. And Steve, you bringing it up is absolutely correct. Steve Politziner, asked Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and so much more here on ESPN 106.3. Before we get to questions from, uh, from fans uh, here, Jeanette, I know you're celebrating the first official day of fall in Jeanette Javier World because it is the first official day of Pumpkin Spice Latte. If you could, uh, if you could tell Steve how you've been celebrating today. No, uh, I just want to say happy first day of pumpkin official pumpkin spice latte season to you, Steve. I know you look forward to this every year. Um, I was kind enough to celebrate with the crew here. I bought us all pumpkin spice lattes. We had a great video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken was thriving in this inflatable beanbag chair. That's you know, right. we are full pumpkin spice latte season ahead, and I only wish that you are too because it's the season, man. Tis the season, man. Well, you know, Jeanette, the only the only thing I'm sad about that I wasn't there because had you been kind enough to buy me one, 
you would have been able to have two because I oh. wouldn't have touched it. <laughs> uh, so low-key, I bought one for Ken. Ken originally said no. And I got him the cold brew because he wants to be healthier or whatever because he thinks he's better than us. Thinks he's a runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought Ken wouldn't drink his, and I was gonna ha- come out with two. But who was the first one to finish their pumpkin spice latte in this room? That was me. It was Ken. It was good. It was pretty good. I, I got it. Wow. It was pretty Ken, good. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Uh, I suppose if I can have it in a non-overly sugarly uh, sugary sense, then I can get into it. I still don't like pumpkin pie, but pumpkin spice in a coffee, I think I'm coming around on it a little bit. One thing I can't get behind. This being for Jeanette, uh, she had a hot latte, and it's her first official day of fall, and it is 93 degrees uh, right now in West Palm Beach, Florida. So that's a big no for me, uh, starting my fall uh, with pumpkin spice latte season. Uh, Steve, I, I, I have a question. This is from Billy in Palm Beach Gardens. This is Billy in Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, Steve, I have a debate going on in my home. My wife is a huge fan of mayonnaise. I despise mayonnaise, but I'm a fan of Miracle Whip. She refuses to buy it for our sandwiches. What is the best sandwich condiment, Steve? Thank you. Weird question. Weird Um, question from Billy. Yeah, look, there's so many. I don't think, like, we all have what goes with the best fit like you may not put mayonnaise on something that you would put ketchup on or or or, or vice versa but um i'm actually a huge honey mustard guy i actually okay. just had a uh, chicken sa- uh, sandwich today with with honey mustard on it um and the actual thing on the menu i think said mayonnaise and i switched it to honey mustard so i guess what now the problem with honey mustard is honey mustards taste very different you know they're very they're very different um uh, <laughs> perceptions uh-huh. of what goes in a honey mustard but yeah as a rule i go honey mustard one i might go ketchup two mm. okay now it may i'm not i'm not mad at mayo i don't i don't know that may i, I like miracle Whip. may i suggest mayo ketchup where it's equal parts mayonnaise equal parts ketchup in one sauce it changes your world yeah um i of course and that's called russian dressing no, it's not. It's called Mayo Ketchup. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Yeah, fine. There's multiple. Um, I... is, Russian, is Russian in Spanish Mayo Ketchup? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, by the way. Is Mayo Ketchup in Russian Russian? <laughs> Maybe. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a big no-go on mayonnaise. Uh, I am, like Billy, a big Miracle Whip guy. I'm a big Miracle Whip guy. I also am not... Uh, you'll be surprised to know this, Steve, because I'm very particular when it comes to Chicago-style foods. A Chicago-style hot dog, yes, you need only mustard on it. You are not allowed in the city of Chicago. Uh, The city of Chicago, you cannot have ketchup on a hot dog, but I don't get mad at anybody outside of the city limits of the great city of Chicago for pitting ketchup on a hot dog. I'm totally okay with it. How about ketchup and mustard? Sure. Yeah, I like ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. I need ketchup and mustard. Yeah, I can't too. just do one. I why, need them both. Why ruin the hot dog with mustard? Leave the ketchup alone. Back off. Okay. Well, I like combos like honey mustard, like Machu Picchu or whatever. <laughs> Machu Picchu is one of the like seven combos. wonders of the world. Uh-huh. I'm thinking your mayo ketchup. You know, what's funny about Ken, though, he's all Mr. Perfectly Clean, you know, like, Eat clean. And while mayonnaise is not good for you, Miracle Whip is the more 
chemically version of the thing that isn't good for you. Miracle whip. Well, that's why you need to have it in um, in moderation, Steve. Like everything in life. That's my advice to all of you here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. By the way, our teammate Dom just uh, texted me. When I was little, I got lice from my preschool, and my mom bathed me in mayonnaise. I've never been the same. I could see that being very traumatic. Not great. No. Pe- uh, well, in the may- Mayonnaise kill life? Apparently. It, it definitely does. I hope for Dom's sake. Learned it from the office, but it's definitely a thing. Oh, uh, I mean, in the Latina culture, we put, like, mayonnaise and oil in our hair about once a month because it helps the follicles and our hair stay nice. Well, that's news to me, and I'm glad I'm bald. Uh, Steve, you know where you can have ketchup without judgment is Duffy's Sports Grill. Wow, my culture, I just use shampoo. That's so weird. Um, uh, Duffy's Sports Grill. A great, you know what starts at Duffy Sportsville? A great fantasy football season. Don't draft Jerry Judy. No. Uh, enjoy your private party spaces, over 80 TVs at every location, free Wi-Fi, award-winning burgers, and jumbo wings, two-for-one drinks all day. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to book your party at Duffy's. Our game is always on. There are a lot of games about to be on at Duffy's with the start of the NFL, start of college football, uh, stretch run of the baseball playoffs, baseball season, the playoffs. Great time to visit a Duffy. Preseason tomorrow night as well. Don't forget. Well, Saturday night. But yeah, you can yeah. catch that at Duffy's yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, visit Duffy's, but you don't have to watch the preseason. Right, right, exactly. Uh, Steve, well done as always. We'll talk to you next week, sir. See ya. That is Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. She is Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Happy fall. Yes, go get your pumpkin spice lattes and enjoy a nice blanket and a book and calming music. And then sweat your moth. Enjoy the dark era and it comes. God, it is nice that it's not sunny at 6 a.m. anymore. God, I hate that. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments. To get you back to what you love, don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Stone, could you turn up the phones for me, please? Uh, thank you. Uh, let me make sure that I'm good here. All right, we'll call Tina for a final time. Oops. There we go. Let's make sure that uh, she knows that we're busy, too. Very rude to us earlier today. Tina was. I mean, just kicking the door stop and pulling the door closed because we were being too loud. We were doing important things for this station. We still don't have answers. Oh. I want to make sure she's... Hold on. <laughs> hey, who are you talking to? Are you busy? Tina has a meeting she has to go to. Goodbye. We'll hang up on you this time. Oh, okay. We're good. I'm glad we did that. That's rude. Very rude. I don't think we're getting the proper respect here at ESPN West Palm. I'll say. I mean, my God. Oh, you know what reminded me? The mayonnaise for likes discussion, by the way. Uh, has anyone's dog ever been sprayed by a skunk? 
No. Use no. tomato nope. juice. Tomato juice. Dog to stuck. get the stench. It's, ba- it's bad stuff. There's bad no news. skunks in Florida. Oh, right, you're right. That's a good call. Midwest problems. <laughs> that's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.